Hey, what's going on, guys? Rick Hartley back here in the heartbeat of Detroit Sports. I'm back here with Matt Cripps, and we got more Tiger Talk going on today. Today is Thursday. And, uh, Matt, uh, now that we've covered the first half of the season last week, if you haven't heard that episode yet, make sure you go back and listen to that episode. Now we're just going to start covering everything uh, on a weekly basis. So uh, this week, uh, now with the All-Star break over, which was last week, uh, Tigers uh, kind of came out of the gates a little interesting here to start uh, the second half of the season. Uh, they got, The bats were kind of hot to start, um, but pitching kind of faltered. So we're going to talk about that here in the first half of the episode. Um, hot sticks to start the second half. Uh, names I got on the list here for you, Matt. Uh, Castro and Castellanos, there's been a lot of... Garden Hire hasn't really had it easy... Uh, making the everyday lineup, uh, figure out who's going to be in the two-hole in the four slot or wherever those two are going to be in the lineup. But uh, let's get into that a little bit. Um, so Garden Hire recently has been sticking uh, Castro in the number two slot in the lineup for the Tigers and putting Castellanos behind Cabrera in the four slot. Um, how do you feel those two do in those two spots there? Well, I think they've been doing a good job recently. Um you know, I think they're start. I think Harold Castro is starting to get it hot at the plate. I mean, you know, you know, it, you know, it takes some. It took some time for him, I think, to, you know, start develop. Um, but I think he's starting to develop in the majors. And Gardy's been putting him in the number two hole, which, and you know, they've been, and Miggy is also batting third and moved Castellanos to batting fourth. Uh, so, uh, it's going to be interesting on how the Gardy's going to, uh, set up his lineup for the for the remainder of the year. So now I'm going to debate with you a little bit about this here, Matt. Um, I, I really like the way uh, the Tigers have been uh, using those two. Because uh, the way they use them, moving them back and forth between the two-hole and the four-hole, uh, it's kind of been, you know, depending on who they're going up against. Although I'd have to say I feel more comfortable with Castellanos batting behind Cabrera because Castellanos is supposed to be a big bat in that lineup. And uh, so I think... If I were to put those two in permanent spots, I'd say Castro sits in the two slot and uh, Castellanos uh, bats cleanup. How how would you uh, counteract that? How do you feel if it were the opposite way? Uh, I mean, I mean, I think Harold Castro deserves to be in that number two spot for right now. Uh, you know, uh, you know, Castellanos he's he hasn't hit great in that two in that two spot. He's been okay, but you know, I think he's. I think he's good batting cleanup. I think he's good either way. I mean, you know. But what if you leave him in the two slot is the real question. Like, is he is he more – where do you see him as being more comfortable, presumably? I, I see him more comfortable in that four slot. But what if Garden Hire just continually kept putting him in the two slot? Well, I don't think I don't think he'd get used to it that much. I mean, he's been putting in the number two slot for most of the year, and – you know, I, I think it's time for a change. I think Harold Castro has been hitting well, so I think Castro should deserve that number two spot. So, so I think Castellanos will stay in the number four spot. You know, for the time being. All right. Um, another player that's kind of uh stood out uh ever since uh filling that hole in center field, which Jacoby Jones isn't in right now due to being out with injury. He actually just uh went and reported to AAA for his rehab assignment. Um, but Reyes has been filling that hole in center pretty nicely. Uh, he's been able to field the ball really well out there. And uh, his bat hasn't been terrible. You know, his well, not necessarily just his bat, but his plate appearances in general. He's not striking out at, like, a really bad rate. But he, is, he isn't necessarily getting a bunch of hits, but he is getting walks. 
So uh, talk a little about Reyes and his impact uh, offensively uh, for this team recently. Well, well, Reyes uh, has been has spent most of the season in the minor leagues this year. Former Rule Five pick, um, but he, but I guess, but his impact since being recalled from AAA. I mean, when with Jacoby on the injured list, uh, he's really making an impact. He's starting to swing a really good bat. He's getting on base. He can run. He's he can he's got the ability to steal to steal bases, uh, but. He's not a home run hitter, but he's really well. Neither is Jones, so we kind of it doesn't really matter in that scenario. Yeah. Jones, Jones isn't a big. He's not a big home run hitter. So Reyes, kind of, I'd say, I'd still say Jones is a better defensive player than Reyes, only because Jones has got say a better arm out there in center. But uh, how would you feel about that? Who's the better center fielder, uh, presumably, uh, for you? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go stick with Jacoby Jones. I mean. Victor Reyes has done fine in that role. I mean, but he's – got to remember he's still young. Uh, well, before we get to whatever you're about to say next, here's some food for thought. Um, with uh, Castellanos' contract being up after this year and him possibly be traded at the deadline, uh, does Reyes take over in right field, yes or no? Uh, I'm – I'm going to say no on this one. Um, Ooh, that – I'm surprised you said that, but go on. The only reason I say that is because, you know, I go back to – you think about last year. He's a Rule 5 guy. He's got to stay on the 25-man roster the entire year. He didn't play every day. Uh, and I could be wrong about this, but I, I don't see Reyes as the everyday right fielder. And So then, in this scenario, then, who takes over the spot? Well, I mean, they got guys – I mean, they got some guys like – I mean – what, like Dixon or Goodrum? What, but Goodrum's been primarily – well, I'd say both Goodrum and Dixon have been primarily used at first base this year. But they're both they're both utility guys. So I feel like Reyes should get the spot only because I feel Reyes has better speed than both Dixon or Goodrum, and he's able to track balls down better off the bat out there in right field, especially in Comerica Park where, you know, they have one of the biggest center fields in the game. And so I think Reyes would be the best fill for that position. But keep going. Well, I mean, they they could always recall Mikey Matuk from AAA. I mean, you know, it's been a it's been kind of a disappointing season. He was they placed him on waivers. He cleared waivers. He's in AAA. Um, you know, he wants to get back to the big leagues. Uh, but you know, he's got to he's got to progress. He's got to find his bat. I mean, I think he's found it in triple a, but the tigers just n- have not had the time to, re- to recall him back up. All right. So you say Matuk, I say Reyes. Uh, we'll let you fans decide that we'll put a debate out later on Facebook on our Facebook page for that. Um, one last thing about the bats here. Uh, uh, that, that, that man who plays third base, Jamer Candelario, he's a, he's been pretty good coming into the second half of the season. His, He's uh, been hitting a lot better. He looks a lot more comfortable in the box, but he also looks a lot more comfortable on the field in general. But uh, let's stick to how he's been uh, producing offensively. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, well, I mean, I want to talk about the what he's done in the first half. But he in the first half he could he was not hitting at all. He could all he did was strike out. He didn't get on base that much. He wasn't hitting home too many home runs. But ever since being sent down to the minors he's gotten better he's starting to find his swing back he's changed his batting stance a little bit do you think he understands that this could be 
his last shot in the big leagues here before someone else gets another shot to come up here and take his spot? Well, I I think he's the future third baseman, Candelario. I think he's the future third baseman, so he's got to if as long as he continues to progress and he plays good and he and he's hitting it's going to be bright for him and the Tigers. I now, believe. is there is there a chance that uh, Candelaro gets moved over to first when some of these other young kids start coming up into the big leagues? Oh, I think there's a well, I think there's a possibility. Uh, but for right now, you like Candelario at third. Yeah, yeah, I, I stick with Candelario at third for right now, and you know, if if there's any other third baseman in the minor league system, I mean, you know, I, I don't really know anything right anything right now but well i've been hearing talks about uh isaac paredes possibly playing uh third base when he comes up to the big leagues although he is normally a shortstop um it seems like that's been a lot a big thing here in the tigers organization all these guys come in as like second or shortstop and, and for some reason they end up getting pushed into the corners of the of the infield like third or first and it just to me i don't know how do you feel about that how do you feel about uh, the uh, farm system kind of adjusting their players' roles when they come into the system. Well, I just want to say this. I think the farm system has been has gotten better within the last few years. I mean, there was one year where our farm system was like the worst in the majors, but now it's like maybe, I don't know, in the top 15 sort of something like that. Um, yeah, last I checked, I believe it was al- it was almost top 10. It was placed at number 11. Yeah, so our farm system's gotten better. The future is bright. Um, and yeah, I mean that's kind of what all these fans need to be looking for, and what we need to be looking for too is for just these young guys to finally start coming up and getting better. Um, I feel as of next year they should start implementing uh, more rookies into the league. Um, but moving into our next uh, big topic. Um, The first half of the season, the pitching was inconsistent. One day it could be very good. One day it could be very bad. But now the pitching just looks flat-out awful Uh, coming into the second half. I mean, Boyd doing what he did uh, in that game against Kansas City. We'll talk about that a little bit later going into the second half of the show. Um, But to to start this out – the bullpen got a little bit of a shakeup this week. Uh, a couple arm, one arm went down and a couple arms came back. Uh, how about you? Uh, how about you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, they sent down Juan Cisnero to AAA, and they've recalled Ryan Carpenter, but they sent him back down. But how about Eduardo Jimenez? He also went down as well. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I believe the reason they sent him down was because Victor Alcantara has returned to the bullpen. But uh, those aren't the moves I'm really looking forward to talking about. I'm looking forward to talking about the former. Uh, Washington National that made his Tigers debut the other night in Cleveland. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, well, I mean, well, I mean, Jordan Zimmerman just he he he's he's just been he's just really struggled this year. He can't pitch. Uh, well, yeah, but we've known that about Zimmerman. But how about Rosenthal? Uh, how about Rosenthal making his uh, debut as a Tiger in the eighth inning? Uh, he struck out two, and I believe the third out was a pop out. Uh, he's he didn't have a good ERA or anything when the Tigers signed him and he went down to AAA to, to do more work down there. But he is still hitting triple digits this day, only 29 years old. Um, how would you say he – does he fit into this team long-term or are we hoping that he does something uh, phenomenal here in the next couple of weeks so we can possibly trade him away at the deadline? Uh, I don't know what's going to happen, but I 
I can certainly hope we can keep him for maybe the remainder of the season because – Think we can get him, back on a, get him back on a cheap deal possibly for next season? Possibly, yeah, I believe so. Um, so with the bullpen, uh, Rosenthal, I also believe, uh, is probably going to fill a spot uh, here in the next couple weeks – because, uh, you know, Shane Green is still on the trade block. And uh, they are still trying to ship him out. And I, I think that's the role that uh, Rosenthal might fill here in the next coming weeks once Green is or if he is uh, shipped out of Detroit to somewhere else. Um, so either that or, you know, Joe Jimenez. Let, let's kind of debate on that a little bit. So, you know, you look at Joe Jimenez. We talked about him a little bit last week. Um, how he's just been struggling ever since the second half of the 2018 season. Do you think he's been consistent enough as of recent to take over the closer role if Green goes, or do you feel it'll be Rosenthal? Well, I think I think they'll just give it to Rosenthal. I don't think Joe Jimenez is ready. He is he has not pitched great this year. Uh, he's he's really he's been giving up too many runs. He's given up home runs. You know, he just. Hasn't found his consistency. He, he hasn't. Yeah, he hasn't found his consistency. So I think he needs to work on that in order to get that closers role. So I don't think he's ready for that yet. Well, I mean, that kind of works out for Rosenthal, too, because Rosenthal back in his days with the Nationals was was their closer back in about 2014, 2015, but uh, kind of fell off. So the Nationals released him, uh, I believe, early in the season. And then when we picked him up recently, he went down to AAA, did a little bit of work down there. He still wasn't looking sharp, but. Avila still decided to give him a shot up here. I feel the reason he got his shot up here, I don't know if you feel the same about this, Matt, but do you feel the reason he got the shot up here was because Green's on the trade block and that he could possibly fill that closer role if need be? I I think so. I think Shane Green's going to get traded. I don't know where. But last week you were talking a little bit about some teams, you know, like Boston. Uh, Boston and Cleveland, you said, I do believe, were the two front runners probably for him yeah. if he is to get traded. Well, yeah, and possibly the Yankees. Well, now, the Yankees, they have a – for a while, they were sitting there with Tampa Bay in the east, and uh, they they were neck and neck about going about a half game up on each other back and forth a lot for about a couple weeks in May into June. And then recently the Yankees have gained a, a six-game lead there uh, in the eastern division. And uh, so I'd say the Yankees look pretty fine. They might try and bolster uh, that bullpen a little bit. But I'm not too worried about it. But Boston, Boston and Cleveland are the two front runners for this reason. Um, I believe Boston would be more of a front runner, not only because Dave Dombrowski is the GM, but they're only three games back of the wild card. And if they win that wild card game, they would then go on to, if the playoffs started today, versus the Yankees in another series, uh, in the division series, if the playoffs were to start today. But Cleveland is a half game. Uh, out of the uh, wild card race right now. So they could also use uh, Shane Green. But now the real question is this. Who has the better farm system? Has Dombrowski depleted the uh, Red Sox farm system too much to be able to get Green now? Or uh, are the Indian, do the Indians have enough in there to be able to get Shane Green? Note Shane Green also does have a year left under contract as well. Well, I just want to say this. I mean, uh, Dave Dombrowski. I don't know if you heard about this, but the, the Red Sox just got Andrew Kashner from the Orioles and for two prospects. Uh, so if if you when you give away too many prospects, that puts you in more likely in a rebuild in a near in probably the near future. And I think Boston is pretty much on its way to a full rebuild. I mean, you know they're not 
They're, 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 not, they're probably not going to win the World Series this year. The playoffs. They look a little depleted after last year's championship run, don't they? Yeah. Um, but, you know, that it seems like that seems to happen with every championship team. Uh, they win it one year, and then the next year they kind of slow down a little bit. Kind of because there, there's a thing that goes around all uh, major league sports. says uh, it's kind of like a championship. Uh, championship. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Championship. Not like withdraw, but, you know, a championship high. Like, you know, you get so high on the moment and you're celebrating and everything. And then the next year comes up, then you don't, you, you don't feel the need to have to win it necessarily as much as you did the year before. Um, so that's kind of that. Getting back into the Tigers here, though, um, and the pitching uh, and its falters. Uh, the starting pitching uh, looks like it's starting to get tired a little bit out there on the mound. Um, we were talking about the starter versus opener primary. So uh, would now necessarily be a good time to implement that starter primary with necessarily not necessarily like the likes of Zimmerman or Norris or Boyd, but, you know, like the young guys. Would now be a good time to start implementing that to kind of get some relief on some of those arms in the rotation? Well, well, I've said this in a earlier episode. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of the opener and primary guy, but if they, you know, their rotation's been decent this year and their bullpen has really struggled. Uh, so I guess I guess this one this wouldn't be a bad time to use the opener primary guy. I mean, you could. I mean, they sent Soto down to AAA, so who are they going to use? They they can they still got Buck Farmer, and they can use Nick Ramirez. Uh, well, Nick Ramirez would be the primary guy. Buck Farmer's like a good candidate for to be the opener. So, and speaking of Farmer, I guess the bright side of the pitching, Farmer hasn't been extremely terrible this year like he has in past seasons. So, uh, I guess he could presumably use a shot in kind of that starter opener kind of role there or opener primary, so that would kind of work. Um, so to wrap up here about uh, the pitching and its falters, I guess the real question is, what do they do to turn it around? Do, do they use the opener primary, do, or do they stick with their starting pitching and just keep going? I, I mean, for me, I'd say I want them to start using the opener primary. Not, I mean, it's not necessarily the best idea because of their bullpen, but it'll get some of the pressure off of some of those arms that – don't don't necessarily do well going five to seven innings all the time uh your last thoughts on that before the break Matt well well I think that if they if they want to stick with a five-man rotation they can but they can also use the opener primary which I'm not a fan of but um so you say they need to see the starting roll through uh yeah I think I think at some point Jordan Zimmerman will get his first win of the year. Uh, I think he's, you know, he hasn't pitched good. He hasn't pitched good this year. He's pretty much only had like maybe one really good start, which was back on opening day. Uh, he had that one. He had a good start against the Nationals. He only gave up one run through like seven innings or something. Yeah, it was seven innings. Yes, one run gave up one run through seven innings, but on, and and took a no decision, as the the Nationals would win that game two to one. Um, so I guess the, a real question is this, when does Zimmerman finally turn around or does he stick to being the mediocre starter that he is? Well, well, I mean, he's, he, he's, he, he says it's another step in the right direction. Uh, he's got a, he's not the same pitcher as he was with the nationals. He's got a, 
he's got to reinvent himself. And if, if he reinvents himself, uh, I think he can be another good pitcher. Um, possibly a, a, a trade chip if he can turn it around by uh, next season. Which yeah. is next season is his last season, if you do remember. Yes, yeah, and I don't, I don't see Zimmerman as the ace of the staff, and, I, and the only reason I say that he hasn't pitched really good enough to be considered the ace, I think. And he's been injured too much as well. I do believe as well. Yeah, so I, I give credit that you could name Boyd as the ace, uh, but so what happens uh, if they trade Boyd? Uh, we'll talk a little bit about that coming up in the second half of the show. We'll be right back. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Heartbeat of Detroit Sports. I'm Rick Hartley, back here with Matt Cripps. Uh, recently, we talked about the hot start of the offense and the faltering of the entire pitching staff in this uh, Tigers rotation and bullpen. Um, but I want to key in on an arm here and uh, his start this last week in Kansas City. Uh, actually, he does start again tonight in Cleveland, which starts at 7 o'clock. And uh, so Boyd, uh, earlier last weekend, had a start in Kansas City. Not necessarily one of his uh, sharper starts. Uh, pitched seven innings, uh, six hits, and four earned runs. But for a starter in a rotation that isn't necessarily one of the close to one of the best rotations in the league, that's got to be a pretty decent-ish start for a pitcher in this Tigers rotation. How do you feel about Matt Boyd and that start that he had uh, last Saturday? Well, I thought the walks were an issue in that game. And, he, and also he, he had like a couple of bad innings where he – he walked guys, and they turned out to cost him. Uh, he, he even said in the interview, that's on him. In the postgame interview, it's on him. So, uh, he, And he's got to pitch better. So, you know, I would – you know, I would I, – I hope he would have a, a good start here in Cleveland. I mean, the Tigers, they, they, they just can't win in Cleveland. They just struggle. They've lost the first three games in the four-game series, and they'll try to avoid a sweep here tonight. Um Hopefully Boyd can uh, shut this team down here tonight. Um, so uh, how does how does uh, how does that start in Kansas City necessarily affect uh, Boyd's draft stock going into the trade deadline here in about two weeks? Well, if teams are interested, uh, well, if he, if he pitches if he pitches good here tonight, I mean, I think some team that might open some eyes for teams and scouts, you know, to just, you know, and, and if, the, if the Tigers are willing to trade, boy, they better get something good out of him, like good prospects. Um, I was going to say, because if I recall, he is he is signed all the way through the 2023 season. That is when he is able to become a free agent here in major leagues. So that would be interesting. Can the Tigers get more, or not more, but better prospects for him since he does have so many years left uh, in his MLB service time? How do you feel about that? Do you think they get more for his service time, or are they better off trying to get more uh, due to his performance of this season alone? Uh, I think it's the performance. I was gonna. I mean, I agree with that, but I think teams have to look at how many years are left. So they, the teams that are looking to get him, really have to focus on what, uh, what the Tigers are giving up more than how he's performing necessarily. That's why I feel like. Uh, you'll get a little bit more for him in the sense he's not necessarily your uh, ace or number two guy. I'd say Boyd in uh, regular or contending uh, MLB rotation is a pretty solid number three starter. 
Um, he's kind of like Norris in a way. He doesn't always go seven innings like he did the other night. He's normally a five to six inning guy. Um, so I think for for a number three pitcher, that's pretty solid. How would you feel about uh, a team trying to look into uh, buying Matt Boyd and getting him out of this Tigers rotation into theirs? Well, I mean, I mean, I think Alavila would want much, and he wants some maybe good some good prospects. Um, you know, he's got to get some hitting here. So, uh, what do you say they look for uh, when it comes to uh, prospects? Are they looking for are they looking for a top fifteen kind of guy, or are they just gonna you know try and hold on to him? They might end up taking what they can get. Uh, how do you feel about the whole Boyd and uh, being traded and what we should get for him? I think well, I I think we should trade him for maybe a, a good a hitter. I mean, we I think we have enough pitching. Maybe we can use a, a relief a prospect that's going to be a relief pitcher. I mean, I think I but I think we need to get a good hitter out of him. So you trade Boyd for a good hitter. That's what I that's what I that's what I would like to see. All right, uh, I kind of look at it. Uh, you know they need the good hitter, like like you said, they really do. They need to get they need to get some hitting prospects into this farm system because as of right now they have a few bright spots. Uh, Riley Green, this year's 2019 first round draft pick, he's kind of been moving up the ranks pretty quickly down there in uh, rookie ball and all that stuff. He's uh, I believe he's in the Gulf Coast League now. Uh, don't quote me on that. I'm not 100 percent sure on that one. But um, and other guys, you know other hitting prospects, uh, Daz Cameron. Speaking of uh, Daz Cameron, um, does he uh, does he come up during uh, the September call-ups this year? Uh, I think I think that I think he will, to be honest with you. I think, I mean, he had a good spring training, but he didn't make the 25-man roster. They sent him down to, I believe it was AAA, I believe. Yeah, he's in AAA now. Uh, he started out really cold to start the season with the bat after a hot spring training. But uh, he's kind of turned it around as of recent. Um, his average has been perking up. I believe his average is at about 230 right now. Um, so, would again, I'd say uh, – I kind of agree with you, I'd say, here. He, uh, he does come up uh, this, this September, uh, get some experience under his belt. And it's kind of hard to see the Tigers even try to call anyone up this year only because they already have so many young guys up here – so would it be fair to those other young kids to come up? And I guess September, in a way, would kind of become kind of a fighting for a spot for the 2020 season. Uh, yeah. I mean, if if Daz Cameron does make the the 25 man roster next year, I think they would probably put him out in center field. But what would where will they put Jacoby Jones or or should they? Another way I can see it is they could put they could put. Daz Cameron in right field, or and put and put Jacoby Jones in center field, and then you have Kristen Stewart in left field. Yeah, I mean, the, this is how I feel about the whole Kristen uh, Stewart thing. I feel like uh, Stewart's bat needs to really start to turn around here in the last half of this season if he's looking to get a spot next year on this roster. So I feel like he just hasn't shown the offensive prowess that he did down in the minors because like he raked down in the minors all the way through the system and was kind of stuck there for a while but uh I think uh I, I still believe in uh Victor Reyes uh possibly making the roster next year and think about that if you got those three in the outfield Cameron and right Jacoby and center and Reyes and left you got 
that, that's a pretty solid outfield. They all can field pretty well. They all got a little bit with the bat. So, I mean, I think that, honestly, I think that is your uh, outfield of the future right there. Uh, how, but you somehow still seem to see Christian Stewart uh, in the Tigers' future. Uh, tell me what you see uh, for Christian Stewart in the Tigers' future here. Well, first of all, uh, I just want to bring this up that he got hurt in 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 the first month. So, and I guess he tried to do too much since he come came off the injured list, and he's just not really he's not really getting some good swings of the bat. I think he's just trying to do too much. But uh, I I can you know if he can just just be more patient at the plate you know he he if he starts hitting more home runs like he did in the minor leagues if he goes back to the Kristen Stewart that we saw in the minors uh that may be a bright future for the Tigers you know you put him as the everyday left fielder you know you know one because when you come off the injured list you know I mean you're not always a hundred percent um you, you know he's just got to make some adjustments going forward all right um Moving into our uh, last topic of the day here, um, the defense has been pretty solid. Uh, come starting this second half of the season, they were pretty dang bad during the first half of the season. It seems like they were committing errors at least once a game, once every other game. But uh, in the first uh, six games since being back from the All Star break, they've only committed three errors, and and I mean two of them were uh, by a pitcher. So, uh, the first error of the second half, if I recall, was uh, Ryan Carpenter trying to catch a ball in the start that he had uh, earlier this week. He dropped the ball in Cleveland. So, that was that was one. Um, another one, uh, Turnbull tried throwing over to first, and uh, Dixon couldn't make the catch. Uh, I don't necessarily recall what the third error was. Um, so, that's... Uh, that's a lot to kind of talk about here. So uh, I want to get your insight on this. How do you feel this defense uh, turns itself around after a dismantled first half of the season? I think their defense needs to be better. They need they need better defense. It's just it just hasn't really gone their way this year in the first half. But the second half, uh, they need to get better. They, you know. Jordy Mercer is back, and hopefully he stays healthy. And when Josh Harrison does come back, hopefully they can calm down that infield. Yeah, calm down the infield because they, those guys have been hurt for most of the year, and you know they could have been possible trade pieces, but I don't think they're going to trade Jordy Mercer. Uh, no, I think those two guys now uh, stick the year out here in Detroit. Um, I believe. Mercer wasn't just signed to a one-year deal, though. He was signed to a two-year deal, if I recall. No, no, it was a one-year deal. It was a one-year? It was okay. a one-year deal. He's a free agent after this year. Okay, so our middle infield is wide open again come next season. Um, ooh, that leads to another topic. Uh, do they uh, try and f uh, fill the infield void again uh, this upcoming season, or is it about time to start letting the kids come up and play? Uh, and if so, who is, uh, who's your shortstop and who's your second baseman? Well, I think they're they'll still look for some veteran players for that infield. I mean, I'm not so sure if they'll re-sign Jordy Mercer or Josh Harrison. I'd be surprised if they did. Uh, but you know, those, both of those guys signed one-year deals, and they're they're probably not going to get traded. I mean, there's no there. I believe there's no waiver trades this year in August. No, they have taken away the waiver trade. The 
the last day to do any type of trade necessary is the July 31st trade deadline this year. Yeah, yeah. so that won't be in effect at all, but uh, I, I, don't, I don't think it's time for the kids to play just yet. Um, I still think they will do – have some veterans well you know i'm gonna have to stop you there because i i uh i completely disagree with you uh matt i i feel it's time for the kids to start getting their playing time just and it's just because you can't keep filling the voids with veterans because the thing is the big leagues is a different beast than the minor leagues here in a well any sport but in major league baseball it, it's a different beast than the minors because you know You've seen it this year just like I have. These kids have played pretty dang well down in AAA. You've even been down there a few times this year to see some games. So you've seen the way they've played down there. But when they come up here, they they look scared. And the reason they look scared up here is because they don't know if they're going to have a job up here tomorrow and they might get sent back down. So I think it's time that those kids finally come up and start getting some playing time up here. I'm sorry, Matt, but that's just how I feel it is. But if you want to try and tell me otherwise, go on ahead. Uh, well, I, I mean, there's some, I mean, signing veteran players, maybe, you know, maybe you're right. I mean, um, oh no, don't go off your point now, Matt. You're, you, you seem sold on those veterans. Tell me who, who takes over that middle infield if, uh, if we get veterans in here. Well, if we, if we could, we could always re-sign Jordy Mercer and Josh Harrison. Oh, come on. You know, that doesn't look like a good idea after them being injured for the first half of this season. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Probably not a good idea, but you know, you know, they, when you add some veterans, they, they can be a lead. They, they add some leadership to the team. So, uh, in a way it kind of makes sense, but in a way it doesn't. Okay. I'm going to tell you this then. If, uh, if we don't sign any middle infielders uh, this upcoming offseason, I'd say uh, Goodrum takes over it short and plays short, and he'll do a phenomenal job at short because we've seen him play short this year. He's only made probably one error. And then well, for then second base. Well, second. I was getting there. Jeez. Um, second base, uh, I'd say uh, I'd say you kind of throw Lugo back in the fire at second. I just think he needs a little bit more work there. Uh, if not Lugo, then, you know, uh, Castro will take over that spot there. And Castro obviously has shown that he's been a good enough of a defensive player as he has offense. So those are my two middle infielders. Um, uh, all you fans out there, uh, that's a debate topic to really talk about. We'll put it out on Facebook later. Uh, do we sign middle infielders in this upcoming offseason or do we let the kids play next year? And uh, that about wraps it up for uh, this episode of Tiger Talk here on the Heartbeat of Detroit Sports. We'll see you next time.